Welcome to the Leadership Playbook. My name is Emily Hawkins. How I used to introduce myself is, I have 15 years in supply chain, creating and leading teams, streamlining processes, managing millions of dollars. Except that's not what I do anymore. I'm a career and life coach. And I wanna take you on the journey of how to lead yourself, how to take your career to the next level, whatever that may be. I'm gonna give you tangible advice on exactly how to do what you want to do. Lead and love your life. This week, I wanna take you behind the scenes to my weekly Market Me Q&A. And a question was asked this past week that I think you can identify with. And it's when an interviewer asks you an illegal question, how do you handle it? Why are they doing this? And what's the best way to move forward? Well, I don't want to keep you waiting any longer. Let's dive in. I've been working various jobs since losing my job in March. So rather than put a bunch of temporary jobs that aren't relevant to my job search, I put that I'm an independent contractor and education consultant substitute teacher. Is that okay? No one in interviews has questioned it yet. Also, I had an interview this week in which the owner of the company kept asking me about my family, pet, my family, pets. Do I have a doggy door for my dogs? Weird questions, but then she admitted that the person I would be replacing just had a baby and couldn't do both. It left me with a yucky feeling, and I know it's illegal to ask personal questions like that. How should I answer questions like that? I don't think it's her business if I have a doggy door. Thank you. Okay, so these are great questions, y'all, because lately I swear people are getting really scrappy in these interviews with questions and asking things, quite frankly, they really shouldn't be asking you guys. Um, And honestly, it reminds me of, you know, in the middle of the night when you get out of bed and you stub your toe, I know we've all done it. We all have that like vivid memory of doing that, right? It's like super painful. Well, the first time you do it, it's shocking and painful. Basically for the rest of your life, when you get out of bed, you are really cognizant of the fact that that could happen. So you avoid it at all costs, right? If you're like me, I don't care how sleepy I am. I'm like, that is not getting me today. So I'm using that as an example because it's kind of like a shocker, but Honestly, that's what happens to these people. They've had a very intense experience and they are like, that will not happen to me again. So they really go to a place of, you know, asking questions that are technically illegal to ask, uh, trying to get to why they're asking it with, with these illegal questions. We all kind of live our past trauma. We just do. And this is them living that past trauma. I am not saying that it is okay to ask these things. I'm just saying being on the other side of it and living some of the trauma of, here's some examples of people that I worked with before. I interviewed a woman who I felt like was incredibly capable. She said all the right things. And we had a satellite office in um, the Chicago area. And she took it upon herself to find the chief of staff and get the cell phone of the CEO at that time and text really inappropriate things to the CEO of the company. 
And she reported to me, holy mother of God, you do not want that to happen. So the very next person that I hired, I probably had some PTSD from that experience and was like, okay, what roles would you like? <laughs> and the very next person I hired, just to give you a glimpse into my illustrious career of hiring, ran a t-shirt business from his desk. So I went from, okay, I need somebody that's not power hungry. So let me find somebody who's really lackadaisical so much. So they're running a t-shirt business from their desk. Um, I let, I learn everything through failure, but all of that in better informed me of what I actually needed on our team. Third time's the charm found some amazing people after that asking questions that had nothing to do with the past traumas. They actually had to do with what I needed in the business, not the rear view mirror of people. So you're dealing with people that are dealing with rear view mirrors. Now, how do you answer that? How do you answer uh, a question like that? I would ask with another question. So do you have a doggy door? Um, oh, do you have dogs too? Or were they inferring that you had a dog, CJ? Or did you tell them you had a dog? Like, where did that even come into? Well, I don't know. It was just casual conversation. Tell me about yourself. What's your pat? What are your passions? And my, so my most, my biggest passion is animals and the owner has a dog sitting there under her desk. So she showed me her dog. So it was like a conversation, mm -hmm. how much we love dogs. And so I thought it was just part of the conversation. Do I have a doggy door? And I was like, yeah, I mean, it was weird. And then later she kept probing me about it. Like, so you, so you wouldn't, your dogs wouldn't, you, they use the doggy door. So you wouldn't have to like leave to go to let them out. And I was like, whoa, this was completely off, off the topic. And then she asked me about my family. Tell me about your family. And I was like, then I just kind of put a wall up. So that was smart. <laughs> by the way, you handled that well, uh, because it really shouldn't, that shouldn't be any inclination. My guess is if she interviewed a man, she would never ask that. Exactly. And then she did admit that the woman that she'd been there, because she said all the staff have been there for years. People don't leave. So I think she feels a little betrayed that this employee left because she had a baby and then she couldn't, you know, do the job she wanted. And I'm like, well, she could have made modifications. And that's what I'm saying to myself. I didn't say that, but I'm like, course, yeah. is this somebody I'd want to work with? Like she said, it's an eight to five job and they're really in, and, and I'm like, okay, I can work eight to five. And I didn't even bring up the doggy door. Cause I'm like, that's not relevant to this. If I say I'm, I'm prepared to work eight to five, then just trust me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It just kind of made me realize that sometimes I put my wall down a little bit too much uh, because I'm all about connection. And so the fact we both have dogs, like it just made me learn that I can, it's the same thing when I get a job, I can connect with people on a certain level, but I don't have to go too deep because they're just my coworkers. And I've done that before where I went too deep and then it got me, you know, in trouble, like so I'm learning about boundaries. It's okay to talk about my dogs, but then have that boundary of like, um, you know, I'm not going to go into all the ins and outs of taking care of my dogs. Like even like same thing if I had kids or if I was married or, 
you know, my parents are in their eighties. Do She's kind of like probing, like, do I need to take care of my parents? And I'm like, this is so not appropriate, but she's feeling betrayed. So I didn't take it personally. I was just like, all right, this is a good lesson. It is Thank a you. good lesson. And I, I love this because I know several of you have been asked uh, recently. I've seen it in the LinkedIn group uh, about retirement age and things like that, like thinking about retiring and like things that are truly inappropriate. And in my opinion, how I would combat that is back to your why and your how. So you're not actually directly answering it, but you're saying my true passion is, and then your why and your how, because that's what they're interviewing you for. Yes. Okay. And that's what I kind of took it back to. Like I'm getting so all this experience of interviewing, it's like, I don't even get nervous anymore. So I did take it back to like, what's important because she asked me what's important to you. And I said, oh, you know, connecting with people, having connection. And then she was probing more. She's like, well, what do you do outside of work? And I was like, wow, this is just intense to me. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, I have these like support groups and stuff like that. And she's like, what kind of support groups? And I'm like, I then I thought she's trying to find out if I'm in 12 step or something. And I'm like, Oh, there's just these different groups. I'm involved in like women's groups and stuff. Like, like I just kept it really general. I didn't want to, you know, but in the past I would have gone into way too much detail because I wanted her to like me and I wanted that job and I'm learning. It's an energetic thing. It's not just what you say. It's like, Nope, that's enough. That's, I don't need to tell you everything I do outside of work. <laughs> so and then somebody, I did say, yeah, she somebody say this it. past week said the best thing that I have ever heard in my whole life. You can be the ripest, juiciest peach and somebody doesn't like peaches. That is, that true. is just okay with me. And I love what you said about, I was, I'm so worried about being liked when really just being you is, is it. And like safe hobbies, by the way, are hiking anything active, like physically active and reading books. I feel like that's fairly safe territory that you can go down. Um, hanging out with friends. That's yes. pretty great. And general, what do you like to do? We play board games. Like yes. you can't really turn <laughs> those things into something else. So, you know, well, she was I, even asking what kind of books I read. And I get, since I'm a librarian, I do have library interviews and that's one question they ask and that is relevant because they want to know you can, that you're up on current. So I'll just say, oh, I really like Brene Brown. You know, that's pretty, you know, she's like, she's like, I love Brene Brown. And I'm like, so I think she wanted to connect as I got into it. I was like, she wants to find out, am I going to be the person she can count on? But I was like, this is for initial virtual interview. I'm not going to go there. So (laughs) it was a really good practice. So good. And honestly, those aren't even the questions to figure that out. You know, that's going about it the wrong way. It's like, CJ, do you have cats? Yes, I have a cat. Ooh, I worked with a cat person. I don't know. I don't know. Not all cat people are the same. Like, it's just a really strange, like, context clues say this. I truly hope you enjoyed a small glimpse into the Q&As and the amazing people that are a part of this and the great questions they ask because it's probably one that you had as well. I'm so glad that you joined today. And if you'd like to get on the Market Me list, 
I want you to go to the show notes and join the waitlist now. Did you love what you heard today and you want more? Sign up for my weekly email in the show notes. It's packed with tips and tricks to lead and love your life. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram by typing in Emily Hawkins, the number four, the letter U. I'll see you here next week.